Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lynn Sanity Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before we get into the podcast, we give a quick shout out to the incredible listeners. Please don't be afraid to rate, review, and subscribe to podcasts we have currently available for you to listen to. Whether that is the back shoulder fade, recommend doing before this podcast. Whether it's the uh, Alex Burr Power Hour, whether it's the Circle Cinema City Cinema, which I uh, Bryce, I only expect Zach to have an episode on the Golden Globes, and and we have we have plenty of plenty of content uh, available uh, for you for you all to check out. So, um, you know, Bryce, uh, we got Zach with us today. Uh, we got Zach with us for that for the rest of the stretch. Um, it's playoffs, baby. It's the playoffs. We got to bring our heat. Yeah, you, you know, you know, we turn it up a notch. We know we're ready to go. It's here. It's now. Football season's coming to a close. Black Monday, well, Black Week, if you want to be true, we're being truthful. Black Week yeah. is going yeah. on in the NFL. Yeah, so we're going to talk about all of it with our good friend Zach Griffith here. Uh, Zach, how you feeling about being on Lindsay? I can't wait. I can't wait. This, this is this is the best time of year. For me, Christmas is a month long because uh, you got Christmas itself and then the whole month after with the playoffs with the fellas on Linsanity talking about it. And then, you know, this week, Bryce is right. It's like the week of the Grim Reaper here because we got people getting fired who don't deserve it. Uh, we, we got un- unexpected things and things that still might be yet to come, uh, some of which could depend on what happens this weekend. Uh, but I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. All right. Big pod, big pod. Let's get into, uh, let's get into the coaching. Um, and I don't even have an order for this. Um, I'm just going to let this, I'm going to let this, I'm going to start us out. I'm basically going to let Bryce pick what situation he wants to start with. What coaching situation do you want to start talking about? I mean, you know, obviously some I think are shockers. Some are, what are you doing? Some seem to be more mutual. Um, what, what, what comes for you? What's number one on the list? Dude, you put me in a bad spot. Put me in a bad spot here because I, I want to talk about all of them. There's two I'm debating the most. I am going to go with the one that made the most perfect sense. And that would be Artie Smith getting the sack, getting the absolute sack uh, for his abysmal offensive squad that he puts out there uh, underachieving in a division that was very winnable. He was even in the mix, couldn't close the show. Now we get to get somebody in here that will that will force feed Kyle Pitts and Drake London and Bijan Robinson the ball. And rightfully so, if you spend all that draft capital on it, Arthur Blank had enough of the fellow Arthur of the same name, Arthur Smith. He can now go work at FedEx with his papa and get out of my face with his abysmal offensive scheme with Johnny Smith and Cordero Patterson and all that. Goodbye. Goodbye. It's fair. And he, uh, you know, Arthur Blank, you know, we should listen to the reports. Um, I mean, there were a lot of hints that he was going to leave 
And that's just the way that it was going to be regardless of their season. Um, and I mean, they didn't really waste any time, Zach. I mean, it was what, not even 24 hours that they let him go. I mean, it was just, they were like, Hey, we're, we're out of here. We're not messing with this. Um, you know, yeah, they didn't take long. They, and the thing that I find interesting, Zach, is they have not interviewed a single person for that. Very interesting. Uh, maybe they're waiting to see how things shake out here. They got some, they're eyeing somebody in particular, but yes, look, Arthur blank did the Lord's work here. He, he, he waited exactly a minute into black Monday before deciding I'm <laughs> done with Artie. Done. You've, you, how, how long have we been calling for Artie's job here? How long? Huts. A long time. Huts. A long time. And he gets the sack. You could, I would argue, you could even rename the segment after after him. The Arthur Smith get the sack. Well, right now it's Doug Marone. I would, I would consider renaming it after Arthur Smith. Just abysmal. There are coaches out here who would salivate over these offensive weapons. The the assets that have been put into these offensive weapons. Not to mention the O line. How much money's in the O line? embarrassing that we want to throw to uh you know our old friend Johnu Smith from the Titans days which we're going to get to the Titans we want to throw to Mac Hollins we want to like Bryce said we want to invent a position for Cordero Patterson stop stop just Arthur Smith he he was like me in high school just the 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 chronic over underachiever just the underachiever unbelievable i'm glad he's gone this this firing brought a smile to my face. I I don't care how that sounds. It brought a smile to my face. Gone. Look, I, I I'll say this when it comes to the Arthur move. Um, I mean, at some point, you are in a division where arguably three of the worst teams are in it, and with the offensive talent that they have. They were never a top 10 offense. They were never a top 10 offense in the NFL. They never were. They never could find any balance. I mean, it's just, I mean, it just, it needed to happen. It needed to happen. I have a theory on the whole meltdown he had against, against Dennis Allen, where I feel like he knew uh, probably at halftime for the third quarter when things were really starting to get out of hand. He's like, I'm done. I'm probably done. Maybe so. And so, yeah. and so that final play, he, I was just like him getting his money's worth, I guess. Maybe so. Getting to curse out Dennis Allen, which was funny. That, w- that was funny to see. But I-, I feel like in his head, he was like, I'm done. And he was right. He got fired, what? Seven hours uh, later? Yeah, like, literally. Yeah. I want to go to a hopeless franchise, the Tennessee Titans, uh, <laughs> after the decision that they made uh, to let go of Mike Vrabel. Uh, they uh, they did not uh, do any PR to this whatsoever. I mean, they they simply just fired him. Uh, and 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 let me let me just say this. I mean, when I look at Vrabel, I I looked at a guy that I thought was, you know, a really solid coach, all things considered. You know, a leader of men, somebody that I just thought was 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 helping this team trend in the right direction. I mean, he I just thought as a franchise. 
he was maximizing the talent given to him. Um, and, you know, we should have known something was off with Vrabel, you know, when he was not necessarily wanting to trade A.J. Brown and the front office wanted to trade A.J. Brown. Um, I mean, it just, there was dysfunction all over this team. There's dysfunction at quarterback. There's dysfunction at their offensive line. I mean, this is an abysmal team going to be in the basement, the dungeon of the AFC South, as far as I'm concerned with the way the Colts, the Jaguars, and the Texans are looking right now in the long term. I mean, I just, I mean, I just don't get this. I just don't get this firing whatsoever, Zach. I mean, we're, we're talking about a guy that, you know, was really making something happen. I mean, for crying out loud, I mean, this Tennessee Titan team led by Mike Malarkey, Mike Malarkey, <laughs> Jeff Fisher. I mean, how much better are they going to do in the market than Vrabel? I mean, how much better are they going to do? That is exactly what I said to Bryce when it happened. I said, Bryce, guess the last five Titans coaches. And it was Jeff Fisher, who obviously was there way too long. Mike Munchak after that. Cooked Ken Wisenhunt. Cooked. And then Mike Malarkey. That was it. Not to mention the quarterbacks. Yeah. I don't know how many quarterbacks you want to mention in there. Jake Locker. Okay. You could probably stop there. But I'm not just gonna I'm just gonna say it, say it. Worst firing I've ever seen. Wow. Oh, come on. Oh wow. Worst it's the worst and most ba- can you think of a worse, more baseless firing in our lifetime in the NFL? Can you think of one? At least with Pete Carroll today, you can say, well, he's old. He has nothing left to prove there. They're re- the team's ready to move on. What the hell is the defense for this? What is the defense for this? Consistently overachieved. The past two years, obviously, from hell, but is it Mike Vrabel's fault they traded A.J. Brown for, for Bryce's favorite receiver, Traylon Burks? Is, oh, it, is it their fault? They dismantled the offensive line. Is it his fault they traded Kevin Byard for pennies this year? Like, it was like it was like a sabotage, honestly, what they were doing to Mike Vrabel. It really was. It really was. This guy made the AFC title game with Ryan Tannehill. I mean, he was the number one seed in the AFC one year. As much as I hate the Titans. They're my most hated NFL team as a Colts fan. So as a Colts fan, I love this news. But as a football fan, it's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, exactly what you said, Caleb. Who are you going to get? Who are you going to get? You think offensive mind Ben Johnson is is clamoring to get there to work with Tajay Spears and Traylon Burks and Will Levis? Like, and Amy Adams strong, dude. What a joke. Oh, what dude, a joke from her. Dude. What a joke. <laughs> I mean, Bud Adams rolling over in his grave hearing that PR statement. Not to mention the first statement that was mentioned from Amy Adams Strunk. No thank you to Mike Vrabel. It was in the second statement where that came out. And then she ends it with this BS sales pitch at the end. We're basically like, oh, well, we were a very enviable job. We have all this cap space. Uh, We got a promising young quarterback. No, I told Bryce this today. I said the only thing they have going for him is the new stadium. That's it. That's it. Bryce, this is a terrible firing. 
Worst firing I could think of since, ironically, the 49ers fired Jim Harbaugh. Because they didn't do anything until Kyle Shanahan came. And I think it's going to be similar for the Titans here. I mean, who are you going to get? Who are you going to get? It's Unbelievable. It's a great question, man. Uh, I mean, it, it. everything that you said is true. Um, you know, if it's not Ben Johnson, Harbaugh, or Belichick, or, you know, one of those hot names on the market, to me, it's a swing and a miss. And, you know, Amy Adams Strunk said that she did not want to miss out on, you know, any of, you know, the preferred candidates out there. Well, you better get busy, man, because either either you need to have something in the in the bag like, oh, hey, we're going to do whatever it takes to trade up in the draft and we're going to get this player, which you can't even guarantee. You can't guarantee anything in free agency at this point with the season still going. And you know what? If you sit on your hands too long, you're going to miss out on the on these candidates because these other teams are getting busy. Even even Carolina's getting busy. So I, Carolina, Chargers, uh, Washington, like these teams are getting busy. So you better you better get diligent real fast. It's an embarrassing hire. Vrabel's going to get scooped up in in five minutes. Uh, I'm sure he's already had at least what, four or five calls already, uh, I you can almost guarantee it. You can guarantee it. But you know, I don't think Amy Adams Strunk watches a lot of football because if she did, she would know there aren't a ton of great coaches out there. And I think Mike Vrabel's a great coach. He's like a top eight coach in the NFL. You're right. He's going to get scooped up immediately. I mean, I don't... That's the, That was the confusing thing about the PR statement. It was like, oh, we, we need... We we don't want to miss out on it, but you're missing out on one now by firing him. I, I don't I don't understand. Anyway, we'll get into the uh, one that I thought was well. I guess yeah, one that was kind of on the shocking side uh, with with Pete Carroll. Um, Carroll, um, you know, gone from the job. Kind of some mixed reports a little bit. Like he wanted to stay, but they let him go. But it looks like he's still going to be in a role with the organization. They didn't really want to. I mean, I wouldn't guess. I mean, my guess is they probably saw a couple things here. Um, maybe Seattle just thought it was time to, to to go in another direction. But at the same time, there was probably some mutual respect level that the Seahawks had for Carroll and his accomplishments in Seattle. And and being frank, I mean, I. He's one of the one of the better coaches uh, I've seen in the NFL in terms of consistency. I mean, the guy would always have his teams competitive. You never really thought they were going to suck. Um, you know, I never felt that way. They would always find ways to be remaining competitive. Um, really good football coach. Um, I, I'm curious, uh, Zach, to see where they go uh, after this. What they could be potentially looking at here. Uh, after a nine and eight season and just barely missing playoffs. Yeah, you're right. They, he's, he is one of the best coaches we've seen in terms of consistency. Uh, he's done it on both levels in college and the pros. Um, you never thought they were going to suck. Like you said, the only time I thought a Pete Carroll team was going to suck was last year. And obviously that was shoved to me very hard. Uh, but just quickly on the resume for him, you got five division titles. You got two NFC titles, one Super Bowl, 
12 winning seasons out of 14, 10 playoff appearances. Uh, not to mention, we didn't hear anything bad about Russell Wilson until after he left Pete Carroll. So I think he gets some points for managing that. Obviously, a lot of people, Richard Sherman in particular, didn't like Russ. So I think I give him points for that. Um, but shocking. I uh, mean, Bryce, I worked it. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Wasn't on anyone's radar. Just shocking stuff. But if I'm if I'm teams, I'm giving him a call. Of course, I don't care how old he is. Really? Yeah, you I have call- Atlanta and Washington down as teams that should call him. Bryce, you got any thoughts on on Carol? Yeah, I mean, I think it was interesting because you know, P, uh, Seattle painted it or their Seattle PR painted it like, oh, you know what? We, you know, it sounded like it was mutual. You know, we'll give Pete, you know, a role inside the building. And then Pete kind of had a press conference and made it sound like he still wanted to keep coaching. And then a report came out later. I don't know if you guys saw it, uh, but Pete Carroll fought for his job. fought to stay the head coach. So I I think there's something else going on that, you know, we're not hearing. And it kind of makes it interesting. You know, does Pete Carroll know that he has an advisor job in Seattle? Or, you know, is he going to seek other options? Obviously, if you remove him, he's got options, um, you know, to go elsewhere at this point. But I think to me, like Seattle is we would rip Seattle if if Pete Carroll overstayed his welcome. We might rip Seattle now, but it may work out for them in the end for a couple reasons. One, one is you keep them around long. Where's this team really going? Because Geno Smith is in his thirties. You know, you really don't have, I don't think Drew Locke is it. Like he performed well, he had that game, but I don't think he's it. So I don't really know if you have a long-term plan for quarterback. Uh, You know, Tyler Lockett's getting older. DK Metcalf is starting to have some on-field issues. You know, just, I don't know, randomly just knocking people out, you know, which is, it's so weird. Um, you know, the defense is is fine, but you still need some pieces there. Uh, and, I, and I think they're looking to move off Shane Waldron, who is an atrocious offensive coordinator, in my opinion. And, you're, and you want to move off Clint Hurt, the D.C. I, 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 think, I think you just want to do a total overhaul rebuild. And I think it's the right time to do it. Because if you wait too long, you get ripped. You get ripped and you get ripped mightily. And I think with with a lot of the coaching candidates that are out there, and I think this draft is deep, uh, I, I think I think it's I don't hate the move. I'm not in love with it, but like I, I don't hate it either. So I think yeah. that's that kind of Seattle's been a pretty solid, smart franchise for the past decade, decade or so. So, you know, I, I really don't mind the move, honestly. And if Pete wants to go do yeah. somewhere else, go for it, man. You're probably right in that because they moved off Russell Wilson at the right time. Uh, so maybe they're doing the same thing here. But I'd almost be willing to lock in Dan Quinn for this job. It'll be talked about. It'll be talked about. Yeah. I think it'll be up to Dan Quinn. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but, you know, he, he's he's got other duties, um, and we got other teams to talk about that are making the playoffs. Um, and I just want to start with the uh, with with the, the AFC uh, playoffs and the way that it'll you know schedule itself out. 
um, and then followed by uh, the NFC playoffs. Um, and we're, we're, you know, obviously we've got, you know, the Ravens on a bye week. We won't really be touching on them until uh, next week, uh, but everything else is still good to go. Uh, the first game that will take place in the AFC playoffs is the Cleveland Browns at Houston. Browns are currently 11 and 6. Houston gets to 10 and 7 after beating the Colts uh, on Saturday night to ensure a playoff spot. And Jacksonville uh, coming away uh, not winners at Tennessee, which eliminated themselves in the playoffs. So that is how Houston gets the opportunity to host a playoff game. Uh, first time since Deshaun Watson, basically, uh, this team has been able to get there. And, um, you know, this Cleveland Brown team, uh, you know, they absolutely got destroyed by the Bengals, but they kind of, you know, knew for the most part that this is where they were going to be. And, uh, you know, they're, they're red hot. I mean, they won, they won uh, four in a row before this game. Uh, Bryce, this is a team that, uh, that certainly could be headed in the right direction. But, you know, I thought the Texans showed a lot of optimism uh, with the way that they were able to play last week and might just be one of those young teams that, that got nothing to lose after really, um, you know, probably going a little better in terms of expectation uh, you know, in the preseason. So uh, what, what's your kind of your read on this game? What, what, what are you watching for? Boy, man, it's, it's, it is kind of hard to get a read on this game, honestly, Caleb, because, you know, you're kind of waiting for the, the cliff dive of Joe Flacco, who's played so well. And you're like, maybe it's coming, you know, in the biggest game of the season, you know, in the playoffs. But then again, you don't really know. And I mean, here's what we do know. Here's what we do know. The Browns have a good defense, an excellent defense. Sorry, not good. An excellent defense. And the Texans are going to come to play. And, and they have home field advantage behind a rookie coach and a rookie quarterback um, who just went on the road and won a must-win game to get them to the playoffs and a chance to win the division, in which they did, thanks to Mike Vrabel, who was overmatched and still won, but yet fired. So, you know, you know it's hard for me to go against my, my boy, CJ Stroud. It's very hard. He's looking good right now. But in my opinion, I think the Browns are a little too much. I think that defense is a lot. Um, I don't know that Nico Collins is going to be able to get loose the way he did against against the Colts. Uh, I mean, you're looking at Denzel Ward, Grant Delpit back there. I mean, you have a lot. You have a very good secondary with a very good pass rush. So if those Texans wide receivers aren't able to get open, the Browns are going to get home. Uh, so, I mean, but like you said, Texans are playing with house money, nothing to lose. Maybe they just let it fly and, and eat this one out. But I think I'm going to go with Cleveland in this one. I think they just have the edge. I think Stefanski's in an excellent job and it's just not quite Houston's time yet. I mean, we're looking at a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback. You, we expected the Texans to be at the bottom of the division with, with, with the Colts. We expected that. And yet here they are at 10 and seven in the playoffs, but I think the Browns are just going to be a tad too much. Zach, a matchup I'm, uh, I'm kind of keying in on. I think that'll be very interesting is, is Miles Garrett against Laramie Tunsil, a uh, legitimate offensive tackle against one of the best defensive linemen in the league. Uh, what, what are some matchups that kind of have you intrigued here? Um, you know, in terms of, hey, you, know, you feel like these are the, the type of stuff that you know, maybe Houston's going to have to win or maybe the the Browns are going to have to win in order to ensure 
you know, spot to the next round. Well, you know me too well, because that exact matchup was in my notes. I was going to bring it up. <laughs> and I'm going to bring it up because I think it's going to be a lopsided matchup. Oh, Laramie Tunsil dealing with this injury basically yeah. all season. Oh, Miles Garrett. What? Oh, the Tunsil disrespect. I'm not oh. disrespecting. <laughs> I'm not disrespecting. Miles Garrett's going to be the DPOY probably. And Laramie Tunsil, you know, he might need to put a different kind of mask on to suck some oxygen. Oh, oh no. Oh, yeah. Oh, you went there. You went there. You, know, you didn't have to I mean, go there. I don't. I don't like the matchup for Tunsil because I love Tunsil. Look, he's one of the best. He's one of the best in the game, but I don't like him with an injury, a lingering injury against the DPOY. I'm sorry. I don't. All right. I don't. So I think CJ Stroud's going to have to get the ball out quick. Uh, So that, you know, that matchup, if if health wasn't a factor, it would be the matchup of the game for me. But I just... I don't trust Tunsil with the injury. Uh, I also like the Cleveland O-line against the Houston uh, D-line. I uh, Will Anderson played really good against us last week, Bryce. Uh, you were there to see it. So I think, I think he is going to do it again against an even better O-line in Cleveland. Uh, so Joe Flacco will also have to get the ball out quick, but the matchup I'm really looking at is Joe Flacco versus Caleb Lynn because Joe Flacco has continued <laughs> continued to shove it to Caleb. And Caleb is ignoring this. And I know why he's ignoring this because... He is ignoring it. it. Because Joe Flacco is now at an, an advanced age. Uh, he hasn't been in the playoffs a long time. So I get why Caleb's ignoring it. But Joe Flacco is, I don't know, one of the... Six to seven best playoff quarterbacks that we have seen. That he I mean, refused to acknowledge. I mean, he probably is, right? He probably <laughs> hey, is. I if mean, the looking, record speaks for itself, but if you're looking at the stats and you're looking at the results, I mean deep playoff elite, runs. Elite Lynn. Multiple conference championship appearances, Super Bowl appearance, Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> He's got the record. For most passing touchdowns in a single postseason, 11, 11 to 0 touchdown interception ratio in the Super Bowl run, 25 to 10 touchdown interception ratio in total for his playoff career. He's won 10 out of 15 playoff games. Yes, this would be a terrible time for him to plummet, but I don't see it. I don't see the plummet coming at least this week. Yeah, I, I have faith in him. I understand it's it's fair to say it's been a long time. I mean, it's literally been 10 years since his last playoff game, but I'm going to go with the track record. Okay. I, I just, I just am. And I think, I think CJ Stroud is going to play a great game. I think this has opportunity to be a shootout. Honestly, uh, Caleb, I think we took the over on BSF, but yeah, I'm into that. I don't know. I just, you're getting Amari Cooper back. I just seems to be lining up for Cleveland. The only thing that scares me is everyone's picking Cleveland. So that scares me a little bit. Yeah. But I'm going to respect Houston. I, I think Houston is going to put up a good fight. I think they're going to be in it for three quarters. But I think 
I think the Browns, like Bryce said, you know, the defense, I, I just think they're going to pull away in the end. Great coaches in this game as well. It probably means they'll get fired the way things are going. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, when I, when I see this, when I see this game, uh, you know, for me, it's Bryce touched on a little bit. It's this Browns. I, for me, it's the Browns secondary against the Texans wide receivers. Um, I, I think Nico played very, very good against, you know, the Colts and certainly is really headed in the right direction as a legitimate receiver. But if the Browns schematically take him out of the game, I just don't trust no Brown to be me. I just don't trust no Brown to be me. I mean, it's that simple. Um, and I mean, Stroud is, is obviously legitimate, but, you know, I do think, you know, when you saw this team play against him last time, Browns defensively overwhelmed them. I, I got to think Houston will be able to adjust to that a little better. But look, I, I is it, this is a tough game because from the betting perspective, um, I do think this game kind of screams Houston, but it made me choose. I'll take the Browns defense. I'll just take the Browns defense and I'll live with it. Uh, maybe they make a turnover or something at the end. Uh, press Stroud and some turnovers. I mean, I, there's a lot. And they I played just each like other got, once before this year. They have. And Cleveland kind of took them to the woodshed, but we all agree. I, don't know. Well, I think it'll be a good game. I'm I think it'll be a good game. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a very good game. I, I would not be surprised whatsoever if Houston won. I just no. Also, I just like the Browns. I just think the a, Browns different. A, a disrespectful really stat. And Joe Flacco has made me cry. <laughs> a disres- Yes, he has. A disrespectful stat to the Texans here. Every single time the Texans have made the postseason, they have been the number one playoff game. They've been the very first playoff game. I think that's a little disrespectful. It is weird. Interesting. Interesting. Well, anyway, let's get into the next game on the docket. Uh, the Miami Dolphins taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, you know, Miami uh, was in position last week against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and, you know, a, ter- a punt return by Buffalo pretty much uh, put Buffalo in position to kind of flip momentum and get the win on the road. Uh, and that now puts Miami as the six seed, uh, with the Kansas city chiefs being the three seed. Um, uh, and, uh, that, that's going to be our Saturday night game. That's the second, uh, game of, of the playoffs in total, uh, second game in the AFC wildcard picture. Uh, both teams currently sit 11 and six. Uh, so Zach, I'll start with you. Um, uh, both teams at 11 and six, uh, just kind of, what are you looking for in this game? What, what is something that you believe, uh, is going to, you, you got to watch. I think you have to look at Isaiah Pacheco. I think Isaiah Pacheco is going to eat in this game. Oh, interesting. Yeah. He, oh, he's going to eat. Okay. I, I, I didn't go at this as emphatically as I'm about to. On PSF, because I know Caleb. Caleb's falling for the hard knocks. Yeah, he yeah, is. He said it today, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He fell for the hard knocks. Look, I, I, I love Mike McD as much as anybody. I, I think he's a top five coach, but the Dolphins have no chance, dude. They don't have a chance. They don't have a chance. They're not going to win this game. And I will come on here next week and eat the buffet of crap. If they do, 
But I gave them zero chance. Their their shot was last week against the Bills, and they blew it. That was a must-win game to me in hindsight. They were better than Buffalo all year. All year, they were better than Buffalo. They are too good of a team to not have a home playoff game. I was telling Bryce this today. Think about all of the breaks Miami has gotten, starting with the Rodgers injury. Okay? They don't have to worry about the Jets. Uh, Chargers decide to suck. That opens the door for Miami. What? Joe Burrow goes down. I'm saying all of the breaks that went Miami's way. These teams that would have been in the picture, you know, the Jets would have been better. Cincinnati season went down the drain. Chargers sucked from the get-go. Jacksonville decided to suck at the end of the season. All of these things broke Miami's way to get this number two seed, and that must-win game against Buffalo at home. They can't do it. So now they have to go to his first ever playoff game. He has to go on the road to Arrowhead and beat the defending champs. Not going to happen. I give them zero chance. They are not winning this game. Also, they're signing Justin Houston and Bruce Irvin to bail them out. Please. Please. What do you want him to do? What do you want him to do? It's like that shades of the Eagles last year. Remember when the Eagles signed Sue and Limbaugh Joseph last year? I mean, what? What? That didn't do anything. Zach, what do they do? What do they do? What do the Eagles do? What do they do? They went to the Super Bowl, but they didn't need Sue and Joseph to go. Okay. But like they would have been fine. Tried to fix the needs. Like you're talking that that's a joke that you're going to sit here and tell me that Miami has got breaks when you look at what their injury when you look at the injuries that they had. They have gotten breaks. They didn't have to worry about the Jets. Multiple playoff teams from yes, last you year. You were going to take Miami over the it. Jets if the Jets were healthy. Both of you would have. Sure it was. Sure Both it was. But the Jets. The Jets. The Jets would have been better with Rodgers and would have been more of a threat to the Dolphins. The Dolphins wouldn't have swept the Jets, I'm, I, I don't think. Cincinnati has been a staple of the AFC the past three years. Now they don't have to worry about them because Burrow's out. Chargers decided to lay an egg this year. Denver disappointed. Jacksonville disappointed. Why they, is that they caught every Miami? break. I'm Why saying they Miami? caught breaks from a seeding perspective. It all it all lined up for them to get a home playoff game, and they couldn't do it because they can't beat Josh Allen. Get off the Hard Knocks hype train. You are blinded. Nice. You are blinded by this Hard Knocks hype train. Yeah, allow me. Allow me to be the tiebreaker here. They are uh, not winning this when, game. I'll bet my we... life. <laughs> okay. As... As a, uh, you know, third party looking at this game objectively, because that's what I do when I look at Chiefs games, you know, especially when it comes no, to the Dolphins. Not. No, it's not. There, there's, no, it's not. <laughs> the proof is in the pudding. The, the game is already sealed. And if you two don't recognize it, I know Zach does because he was watching the same thing I was today at T- on TV at work. It is very clear and it, is, and it has been proven that Tua cannot get it done, one, on the road against good teams, and two, in cold weather against good teams. And guess what? They're going on the road in the cold against a good team that has championship pedigree. This is an L. 
I agree with Zach. It was a must-win game against Buffalo, and 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 no, Caleb, no, you're a clown. No. You're yeah. a clown no. for not listening to us. No. You're a clown. You're no, 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 no. There's no. You would pick, you, about it. Yes, no, 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 yes or no? no, no Miami no, hosted no, no, Buffalo in a playoff no, 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 game. You would no, no, pick Buffalo. No, 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 no. We were telling you. We told you. Josh Allen and Buffalo has owned Miami. Since Josh Allen has come into the league and you refuse to listen to, you're like, I'm betting Miami. I'm betting Miami. And and where'd that get you? Where'd that get you? Nowhere. Nowhere. We told you what was going to happen. And it happened. They lost against another good. The only good team that they've beaten this year was the Dallas Cowboys on a last second field goal. Oh my gosh. Now we're gonna at, sit at here home. And, now we're gonna sit here and get picky about whips. Like we get picky about an MVP candidate. That's not like we get picky, picky about all this other that stuff. Is we just, we're, just getting, we're just getting picky. We're just no, getting no, picky no, you're no, you're just mad. You're just mad because you're falling for the for the hard knocks hype no, and you're gonna have your heart broken. No, I'm not yeah, you're gonna get your heart broken. You can't when I'm done. When I'm done, you can. Okay. Because here's what's gonna happen. Okay. You don't just walk into Arrowhead and just win. Okay, especially this cute little team in Miami where, where they're all warm and, and, they, and they throw it on the flash. Look at, look at what happened to Tua again in Buffalo. When he's not on time, he sucks. When he's under pressure, he sucks. It's as simple as that. And, and what do I know about, about the Chiefs? Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid will figure it out. And Steve Spagnuolo is one of the best defensive coordinators in the playoffs. He gets more out of his defense. This defense is already pretty solid. It's going to be even better in the playoffs. It is. It's always been average, always been mid the entire, you know, for, for the regular season. And then they figure it out in the playoffs and that's exactly what's going to happen again. And they're going to, they're going to be Miami. It's as simple as that. Well, first off, first off, there's so much I'd like to say, you know, instead of please myself, please, uh, for, for, First thing is, first thing is, I'm with you on the Chiefs winning this game. I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. Just because I like what I'm seeing from Miami, just because I like McDaniel and I, I like what this team is, doesn't mean that I can't want them to win. What have you liked the past two weeks? Did you like giving up 56 points? Did you like that? No, I don't love giving up 56 points. But I also don't love losing a home game when I have to to get in the playoffs, Zach. Why do I? That's why I'm saying they're not oh, going to really? win this game. Really? Really? Oh, okay. Okay. Look, when I when I when I look at this what? game, what when I look at escape from when I look at this escape from the when I look at this game, this Miami team, this Miami team is in a position where they aren't going to be able to do a ton. They aren't going to be able to do a ton. They're they're unfortunately they're they've been they've been playing with injuries. They have not had, you know, the luck finishing down the stretch that they hoped. Baker getting hurt last week was a killer. Van Ginkle getting hurt last week after a pretty good season was a killer. It was a killer. But I'm not going to sit here and pick Miami over the Chiefs. Like the two of you just sat here and freaking assumed. I'm taking the Chiefs because it's just this simple. It's, it's, it's cold weather football. It's cold weather football. Like you mentioned, Tua is not going to be able to deliver. Tua is a clutch player and has proven in his career to be a clutch player, but but not in the NFL. And that's where the push, and that's that's where the, and that's where, and that's where the pushback is. I don't think it would be shocking. I would not be shocked if Miami escaped. 
I would not be shocked, Miami Michigan. You guys act like Kansas City is coming in here just like they have over the past couple of years. And that's just not true. No. This Kansas no. City Chiefs offense is no. not near as good as they've been in the past. Their best pass, their, their best target is not near as good as he's been in the past. I mean, you're right, Zach. It's going to come out of the run game. It's going to come out of the run game. That's what it's going to come down to. If the Chiefs can control the run game, that might be it. They might just have to smash mouth them. And I think they can. I, 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 I am not sitting here acting like this is a juggernaut Chiefs team. It's not. It's the worst Chiefs prices, team Mahomes has been on. I, know I am it not. Is. I'm saying it's it's clear as day, though, that, that Miami is not is unlikely to win this game. If Miami won this Do game I on believe 1 to 10, I'll shock. 10. 10. Oh, wow. I wouldn't say 10. I would say like a 7. Right. I'm so not denying. You're, you're over halfway. You're over halfway. Yeah, I've okay. said I'm saying ten because okay, I haven't heard this once on any show this week that this is Tua's first playoff game, his first playoff game. He didn't play in the that's one true. last year. That's a, good, that's a good point. That's an excellent point. His first, point. his first game, he has to go on the road to Arrowhead against the champs. You guys are right. Uh, it, the two time not champs. happening. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yes, it's, it's not game. happening. I, I, it's not I happening. lean Kansas City. I, I lean Kansas City. I just. Uh, and I don't like. I, I, I like don't McDaniel. Like I like McDaniel a lot. Like I like what the Miami Dolphins are building a lot. Next up, uh, the Steelers and the Bills. Um, I don't care. I disrespect says Bills by twenty. Bills by thirty. Bills by thirty-five. Th- th- this is over. This is over. I mean, oh we're, we're, looking at, we're looking at a but we're looking at a Buffalo Bill team. We're looking at a Buffalo Bill team at home in that weather. They're going to know how to dominate. I mean, Mason Rudolph, I mean, what the crap are we doing throwing him out there in the postseason as our quarterback? I mean, are we kidding? He's been their best quarterback. Yeah, that's embarrassing. He's been their best quarterback. That's embarrassing. You look at their defense. This team is not the same without T.J. Watt. Nothing about this team is the same without T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt is the heart and soul of this team. In fact, he's not available. Should be causing concerns in Pittsburgh. This game will be over in the first half. Give me the Bills. Bryce, what do you what do you My think about what gosh. do you think about this game between the Pittsburgh and the Bills? I mean, it, it, this is just this is a game that I just I just the Bills are going to win. Well, mind. and again, I mean, this is exactly why this is a must. It was a must win game between be, between between Buffalo and, and Miami. Miami could be playing a shorthanded Steelers team. They would Bryce, that wasn't going to happen. The scenario wasn't going to happen if 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 Miami won the game. If Miami won the game. They would have oh, yeah, the Buffalo right. Bills okay, okay. in Miami. Okay. And, and this is why I asked you, and this is why I asked you both, you clowns, this question. <laughs> I said to both of you, I said, I said, if Miami hosted the Bills again, who would you pick? I would still take the Bills. Bills because they own exactly, them. Exactly. Exactly. Even though if that if that game would have happened, Miami would have beaten the Bills. So the your points are not making it. Your points didn't okay, make any okay, sense when it came to Miami. But go on. All right, fair enough, fair uh, enough. I mean, I agree with you. I think the Bills will win this game. You know, the the Steelers are shorthanded. If the Steelers want to have a chance, they will have to contain Josh Allen in, in the run game. Um, he doesn't seem that interested in throwing the ball much these days because he has a turnover problem, guys. A really bad one. And, and I mean, for the Steelers, you got to get the ball. You got to you got to control the ground game, offensive and defensive. Just like I mentioned there a second ago. And then I think you got to get the ball in Pickens' hands. 
I just don't think that they'll be able to do it. I think I think Buffalo's defense is stout enough. It's, this is a walk in the park for them. Hoyer and Hyde, they'll be feasting. They, they are looking for a reason to hit George Pickens really hard or cover him, you know, and, and get interceptions off Mason Rudolph. I'm, unfortunately, I'm with Caleb on this one. Walk in the park. So give give me uh give me Buffalo. Sorry. Uh, so Caleb, how come you disagreed with me? How come you disagreed with me when I said take the over in this game? Couple things. Couple things. Number one. Well, you're sitting here saying one. they're gonna win by 30. Well, yeah, I think they could I think they could kill him. I think they could kill him. But at the same time, it's freezing freaking it's freezing freaking cold there. The conditions are impossible. And it's, it's, it's for the most part, this could be just one of those games where it's like, there's not a whole lot of possessions and yet the bills just kind of beat them up. And Bryce is right. Maybe they just well, beat them up. Maybe so, but yeah, I have nothing to say on this game. I mean, what do you, the only thing, the only firing that could top Mike Oh Vrabel, my gosh. Yeah. Is Mike Tomlin? You are absolutely right. Because you you want to sit here and these Steelers fans—they're so they can wipe their tears with their towels. They're so fucking spoiled. But you look at you look at you look at this game, and you look at the Steelers team—one of the worst Steelers teams Mike Tomlin has had—and he gets ten wins with three different quarterbacks, three bad quarterbacks. And Caleb, I know you want to take shots at Mason Rudolph, but. Or we might look back in a couple of years and be like, Mason Rudolph got Pete Carroll fired because he went into Seattle and he beat the Seahawks. I can assure you I won't. You could. I'm just you could you. do that. It's, it, it's Mason Rudolph. The guy's 30 years old. He's been in the league for a handful of years. I'm, not. <laughs> I'm just saying, we might be looking back and be like, hey, Pete Carroll lost to Mason Rudolph. Wasn't there two weeks later. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But... The question I have, and I hope we're not on here next week or in two weeks, talking about Mike Tomlin not with the Steelers anymore. Because uh, that'd be laughable, dude. Yep. yep. I, I, be great. I might go into cardiac arrest on that spot, but wouldn't be great. Who is the quarterback for the Steelers Week One next year? It's a great question. Any guesses? Yeah, I mean, there's any there's guesses? No, no, no guarantees. No guarantees. We'll we'll have to wait on that. We'll have to wait on answering that. But it's an interesting little theory. Season's over. Next up, uh, we got Green Bay at Dallas. Green Bay sneaks into the last spot, the seventh seed, nine and eight. Dallas stay alive, two and five. Uh, excuse me, twelve and five. Uh, Cowboys uh, get two wins down the stretch uh, against Detroit and Washington, uh, and kind of seal the deal after Philadelphia. Uh, we'll talk about it in a little bit. Uh, loses uh, their last two games uh, to Arizona and the Giants. Uh, this one's in Dallas. Spreads pretty big. Uh, Price, uh, Green, Zach and I really like Green Bay on the spread quite a mm, lot. We think this fair. game's going to be a pretty close game. Uh, we, we think that you know this isn't a gimme uh, by any stretch. Mm. Uh, but but just kind of what, what do you see? What what are you seeing in this game uh, between these two teams and just you know, yeah. What, what what are your thoughts? What are you what are you looking for? Uh, I, first off, I, I mean, I want to address the fact that Green Bay didn't miss a beat switching quarterbacks this year. 
making the playoffs without one Aaron Rodgers. And for Jordan Love, you know, well-documented, you know, Caleb has, you know, done his time in penance with with Love, and and I respect him for it. Thank you. Uh, so it's just it's just crazy to see him make the playoffs, and you know they're playing Dallas. You know this is an opportunity. It's an opportunity for both teams. It's an opportunity for Jordan Love to announce himself to the league that I am here. It is an opportunity for Lafleur to, in my opinion, he's already an established coach. I think this is his. We yes. found out. We we said this in the preseason podcast. We're going to find out if he can coach or not. And guess what? He can coach. But this would be another opportunity to establish that. For Dallas, this is an opportunity to throw the gauntlet down. You can take care of business against Green Bay. You have every opportunity to do so. Green Bay is a vulnerable team. It's not like they're an amazing team. They are a good team, but they're not an amazing team. You're at home. You have everything in your favor. And I'm telling you what, you guys, you two better hope that Dallas does not lose this game because I will come on here expecting flowers from both of you for, for, for not for just riding Dallas all season. You two just riding them. You better hope they win. But I, I, in the grand scheme of things, I do think Dallas will win this game. This is a, a, a patented revenge game from Zach Griffith. The the Mike McCarthy revenge game. I think there are. I think there might be still some hard feelings there. Yeah. And I think I think Dallas gets it done again. Everything is in their favor for them to win this game. So I expect them to win. I expect the CD connection to be strong. Jair Alexander's a tough matchup, but. You know, CD's really proven himself this year to be a, a top end wide receiver, you know, so respect to him for that. I think they really need to get Pollard going because if you're going to make a run to the to the Super Bowl, you're going to have to be able to run the ball. And I'm sorry what you've done this thus far this season with Pollard is not enough, in my opinion. So I would be very curious to see if they can establish him early on. Yeah, um, this I do like the Packers spread. Okay, and we have two players in this game with ownership over you guys. Respectfully, we have CD Lamb owning Bryce Shaddy, and we have Jordan Love okay. owning Caleb Lynn. Uh, so let's just get that out of the way, oh, right, right off the bat what, here. What, what for Christ's sake? I have literally, I have literally been all over the fact that I was wrong. I have literally on any platform. I'm just saying, I just have to say it. Jordan, just, I have come around. It's in the contract. Love. It's in the contract. I, I will have to not say apologize. It. I will not apologize for the fact that I did think Jordan Love really sucked and he did suck when I said that he sucked. You suck. How about that? Okay. Well, yeah, you're right, Bryce. There is some McCarthy revenge stuff here. I think it would be more revenge if Rogers is still on the team because Rogers got him fired. Uh, but it could still be some hard feelings. I, probably. Uh, absolutely a must win for Mike McCarthy. I think he's done if he loses. I'll just say that right now. I think he's done if he loses. Uh, Interesting. And not, only, not only do the Cowboys have this playoff thing they have to shake that everybody makes fun of them for. Specifically, they have a Packers thing they have to shake. Because the Packers, you gotta bring it up. Have, wow, 
the Packers have knocked out the two best Cowboys teams that we have probably ever seen. They knocked out the Tony Romo, Des Bryant, DeMarco Murray team in heartbreaking fashion. And then two years later, they knock out the Dak Zeke rookie year with the Jared Cook sideline. How the hell did he catch that amazing one of Aaron Rodgers? Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, one of his finest moments. A loss here. I don't know how you come back from a loss here if you're if you're the Cowboys. Now I, I think they're going to win by a touchdown, uh, by six or seven, you know. But obviously the books don't respect the Packers' defense at all, and they shouldn't. I mean, Bryce C.D. Lamb's over under was like 101. Oh wow. It with Jair. Yeah. Wow, man. Uh, J- Jair's getting cut. Just, All right. He's getting, you guys are going to be on here in March talking about Jair Alexander getting cut. <laughs> but, I mean, in another parlay, right. Dak, Dak, you had Dak at 300 yards in a, in a sponsored parlay from FanDuel. Two of the legs were. CD Lamb 100 yards, Dak Prescott 300 yards. I mean, they don't they don't give a damn about the Packers defense. And why should they? Why should they? But that's, that's crazy. I'm Look, I love the Packers. I I've I've liked them all year, but it's just hard to see them winning. It's hard to see them winning. And if I mean, Bryce is right. If the if the Cowboys lose, it's 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 like a zero hour if they lose. Honestly, I am, it's, I'm getting my cowboy hat back out. I, I still I still I still think the worst loss of the weekend would be the Bills losing to the Steelers just because of the quality of opponent. But from an emotional, organizational standpoint, the Cowboys lose to the Packers. There's going to be some shakeups. Yeah, see, no I, that's I, I, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't. I think Dallas. I think if Dallas loses this game, it is absolutely the worst loss uh, that any team could hope for on Wild Card Weekend. I, I just think you can't lose this game uh, at all. Uh, you, you'll, you'll have plenty of shakeup. Um, you'd have to have a lot of real conversations about a lot of different pieces, um, and just kind of the future of where you want to go. Um, I mean, you want to look at what Dak is doing. Dak is probably just one of the best seasons, Dak. Maybe one of the best seasons Dak will ever have. I mean, 36 touchdowns and nine interceptions. Um, Bryce just refuses to admit uh, the way that he's been playing lately. Uh, 36 no, okay. touchdowns and nine interceptions. And you have. You have. Okay. You have. He did what he said he was going to do. Less than 10 picks. touchdowns and nine. Yeah, he, he, he went under that number. Okay. Uh, he went, he right. went under that number. Right. He, okay. but, he, but it's really not going to matter until he gets to the button. I mean, he did answer what he said that he was going to answer in the regular season and, you know, and, and should be credited for that, but he, he's going to have to be able to deliver in the postseason, and he's going to have to be able to do it. Uh, in my opinion, through his legs, I, I, I think that I think they could throw it on this team all night long, but I also believe that green Bay will be prepared for it. And an element of Dak that I think he can use. And I think he just is hesitant to use uh, with injuries is running the football. I, th- I think there could be some opportunities for him to do that. I would look for him to do that uh, in this game to create some sort of disguise. Uh, and I'm and I'm curious to see what guys like Jake Ferguson do for them, uh, you know, in his first game 
uh, can he separate and become a second established option uh, in the middle of the field? Uh, because last year they just really didn't have anybody uh, who could do uh, a ton outside of uh, land and the way that teams would scheme. So I, I, I'm with you guys that I feel like that the uh, that the Green Bay that that Green Bay could, will keep it close. I do think they'll keep it close, uh, I, but I, I have a difficult time not envisioning Dallas winning this game. Um, it is absolutely the worst loss in the playoffs if this happens. Uh, I just completely, totally disagree with Zach. I mean, Dallas is Dallas has not changed with us. They just do. It's in front of them. They have the talent to do it. Uh, they, they, they have the ability to do it uh, in, a, in a good draw. I mean, you're in the two seat. That's a pretty strong draw. Can't get a whole lot better than that. I would argue they have a great draw here because yeah, they have a great draw. They have a great draw. Because you, you're playing each team. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but so like if, if, if you were like, hey, like almost every team they would play is either one, like it's pretty much at home, right? It's going to be in a dome, and and they really won't have to every go on a NFC, freezing cold ever. They beat unless the Niners lost. No, yeah, unless you had to go to like, like Philly. Philly or something. But look, they've beaten the Lions. They've beaten the Rams. Granted, without Stafford. They've beaten the Eagles and they've beaten Tampa Bay. The only team they got killed by San Francisco, but they're not going to have to play San Francisco until round three if they get there. So they, this is as good a shot as they're going to have. I mean, they're catching the Eagles at a terrible time, terrible time. I just, they're not going to get a better chance than this. Yeah, I, I mean, they, they just, if they're going to do it, this is when they have to do it. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Sunday Night Football. Uh, Rams at Lions. Uh, obviously, there's plenty of storylines in regard to Jared Goff and Matt Stafford and all the other stuff that comes with this game. Detroit, the Motor City, get its uh, first home game in quite some time uh, in the playoffs uh, after missing it last season. Uh, the Rams kind of uh, getting the playoffs after what could have been an ugly start. Uh, Stafford's injury, but they, they have rallied. Uh, what Bryce and I have called McVay, one of McVay's best seasons. Uh, he probably have had uh, that. Uh, I mean, this this has a chance to be a really fun. Uh, it's Sunday night football. Uh, it's got all the pressure on. Uh, I mean, both of these teams are, you know, really fun to watch. Uh, and, and in a dome-like setting, Bryce, I mean, th- these offenses have a chance to potentially move. Uh, when you take a look at Sean McVay uh, against Aaron Glenn, and and Ben Johnson potentially auditioning for a head coaching job against Raheem Morris, which I think could actually be an it's kind of an interesting storyline just because of the looks that Morris is getting as a head coach and Ben Johnson. Like this this is this has a chance to just be a, a statement game for a lot of parties. And uh I think that's what makes it so much fun is that, you know, it's gonna get the bright lights and the bright attention and a lot of careers can change off this game. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of heat in this game. A lot of heat, a lot of a lot of storylines, a lot of interesting angles. You know, it's a uh, it's a sports writer's dream, you know, because you can go anywhere with this with this uh, story, you know. So, yeah, a lot of the Jared Goff revenge angle is a real one, though, in my opinion. I think he I think he will try to come out and try to prove something. 
but I do chuckle every time I hear Sean McVay versus Aaron Glenn. It's laughable. It, it's laughable. It's not even close. But here's what I will say. Detroit hasn't hosted a playoff game in a very long time. They haven't had this type of team that you actually believe in. This isn't a Cinderella story. This is Detroit was a a very legitimate team this year. And I think at the end of the day, there's enough grit and grind in that team to get it done against the Los Angeles Rams. And and here's why I'm also going with them. I didn't expect that. Well, here's why I'm doing it too. Okay. Okay. Because the popular pick, I, you guys can tell me, I, you know, yeah, you guys right. know I'm no, not really right. into sports you're, betting. You're Everyone you're is on. picking the Rams. <laughs> the Lions need some advocates and I am advocate number one, baby. I, I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, I think St. Brown will pop off. I think this is the time to unleash Gibbs. There, there's no saving anything at this point. So, I mean, you just go, you just get after it, man. Get Montgomery and Gibbs going. Let's go. Look, I, Bryce, I'm with you. I'm with you. I agree very much. I think this is a good spot. I mean, I get it. McVay's an elite coach. He's really freaking good. Uh, but I, I just, I, I just, and it would not shock me at all. But I, I do think it's the Lions are kind of underrated right now. I think they're a little underrated. I think, um, you know, they, they, they kept it close uh, with Dallas. Um, you know, meanwhile, the Rams, when they went to Dallas, lost by 23 points. Yeah. You know, look at some common denominators. I mean, there's some common denominators there. And when I, when I look at this Detroit team, I, I, I do think, you know, they're, they're going to have some advantages at home. It's, it's, it's at the end of the day, if you're backing the Rams, you're backing because from a talent versus talent perspective, I don't really think it's close. I think the Lions have more talent. But you, you, you're basically saying, but you know, and I think from a betting perspective, which Zach, I, I, you know, you can bring into this as well. It's tough to not bet the Rams, Bryce, when you're looking at, you know, obviously potentially plus money, but the way that the line is set up at about three, three and a half. I mean, this just feels like one of those games that's just going to come down to the last minute. Yeah. So I, I'm 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 of the I'm just of the reasoning that the Rams are going to make this very close, but like you said, the Lions are just going to do a little bit to come away with this game. I I, I agree with you very much, Bryce Campbell. I I I like him a lot in a spot like this. Uh, Zach, what do you have on this? Out of non-Colts games this year, this is. My most anticipated game of the whole season. Wow. Really you, you're just time. excited for revenge, an actual revenge game. No, he's excited. He is, he is so excited. <laughs> What's it's, it's what you said, Bryce. <laughs> it, you know, it's, it's a writer's dream. I mean, these yeah, writers just got to be sitting, sitting up in the booth with their pants off because they, they don't know what to do. There's so many angles. They're just like, my God, spin a wheel and pick one. I I don't know, but good game. This is. I love the Lions. I, I love this Lions team, but this sucks. Oh, you're gonna this, do this, it. This, 
Uh, no, yeah, this clowns. sucks for them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. No, this sucks. This sucks for them. Does it's it not? It's a bad draw. It's a bad draw. This I sucks because they, they get screwed out of potentially getting the two seed against Dallas. Right? And now they have to have the former, you know, franchise, face of the franchise come in. And he's balling out. All season been balling out. Renaissance season for him. Absolutely a golf revenge game, like you said, Bryce. It just is. It just absolutely is. And you can miss me with, oh, who won the trade? Who won the trade? Shut up. Shut up. What do you mean who won the trade? Who has a ring on their finger? Shut up. <laughs> but it scares me. Everyone and their mother is picking the Rams. They are. But I am picking the Rams. Oh, you uh, did. Oh, you clown. And here's why. And it's it's one one particular visual I can't get out of my head. I know exactly what you're gonna say. This is this is why I can't this is why I can't go against the Rams. And this is the visual I've had in my head since this was announced. On one sideline, you have Aaron Glenn covering his lips with the play sheet. He's got the headset on. It's analyzing. And on the other end, on the other sideline, you have the golden child, the best coach in the NFL, Sean McVay, toying with this man. Toying. Toying. I can't think of a bigger disparity in coaching this weekend. Then Sean McVay versus Aaron Glenn, who is, be my guest, take the Titans job. Please take the Titans job. Please, oh, I would yeah, love please. to play you twice a year. I would love to play you twice a year. I'd love it. Yeah. I, I just can't get that out of my head. I can't get that out of my head. And I feel bad for the Lions for this matchup because Sean McVay used to be Dan Campbell as a coach. Like, the hot new coach on the block has completely changed the team, uh, which was a perennial loser. And, you know, everyone loves him. Everyone loves him. Everyone wants to be him. And that that's what Dan Campbell is now. That's what Sean McVay used to be. And I just, I don't, I, I hate, I hate it. I hate picking against the Lions because I want them to win a playoff game. That city, that city's been through hell. All their sports teams suck except the Lions. Like you disgust but me. I, I just can't do it. I you can't I can't me. go against McVay. I can't. I can't do it. Bryce, you got Puka Nakua and you got Cooper Cup against an Aaron Glenn secondary. Get I'm out sorry. of my face. Get out of my face. I don't know what face. you want me to say. I don't know what you want me to say. I, 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 I won't care if the Lions win. I've i in fact I want them to win. But I just think the I'm picking the Rams. I will ride or die with John McVeigh. Next up, we got Eagles at Buccaneers on Monday Night Football. Uh, the Buccaneers did just enough last week to clinch the NFC South. Uh, they didn't score a single touchdown against the Panthers, but they were able to come away with the win. Uh, meanwhile, Philadelphia Eagles, Bryce, are coming into this game losing two straight, uh, two to the uh, two to the Arizona Cardinals and the New York Giants. I guess really four of the last five, or really no, let's go even farther than that. Five, five of the last six. 
five of their last six. They are coming in cold. Um, I, this is a it's an interesting game that we talked about on BSF. I'm curious to see where you stand on this one. Man, I'm struggling with this one too. But first off, we must address your boys. Bake. Bake. Baker Mayfield, baby. (laughs) Bake, man. I was guilty of criticizing this team in the preseason pod. I thought they looked terrible, but he has come out and put on, and he's just grinded it out, man. He's made it happen. So respect. First off, uh, for winning the division. Now they get to host a playoff, a home playoff game against the defending NFC champs, the Philadelphia Eagles, who have limped into the playoffs. Limped. And uh, it's 70 degrees in Tampa. That's great. But it's going to be wet and rainy there in Tampa. So it's going to be, to me, it's going to be a grimy game. It's going to be, you know, who can who can make plays. And I, I told Zach this today, Caleb, I don't know if you were aware, but A.J. Brown had an MRI done today on his knee. Today, Wednesday. I know they play on Monday, but I, I mean, not a great sign. Not a great sign that he's getting an MRI today. And you just expect, you know, like 100% he's going to play. I don't necessarily know that. So I'll say this. The way Philadelphia is playing, if A.J. Brown does not play, give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Put the Philadelphia Eagles out of their misery in this season from hell from that, for them. Can I, can I, can I counter again? Sure. So... You're talking about, I, I understand where you're coming from in the sense of, I'm bringing it back just a little bit in order to make this point make sense. You, in terms of the NFC right now, you would not have, who, the only team you would have in the NFC as number one, at number one is San Francisco 49ers, followed by the Dallas Cowboys. All three of us would have, is that correct? Yeah. Yes. So, 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 well, so here's why I'm asking. Here's why I'm asking. So, are when it comes to Philadelphia Eagles, and they don't win this game, how how critical are you going to be with this Philadelphia Eagles team? Where where do you stand? Are are is like we're talking about McCarthy potentially being let go. And there's yes. smoke around the facility. There's smoke on like, oh, if Sirianni can't get the job done, yes, then I'm with maybe it. You let him go. No, I'm with it. Uh, I'm I mean, absolutely. With are, it. are you? Are you? I guess that's that's my that's that's my. Yes, advice. I just I feel like we have a tendency sometimes to look at it from oh shoot, you know Dallas gets all the pressure and all the media coverage, but I mean this Philadelphia Eagles team they got no, I, right now. They no, don't I totally agree. Totally agree, Caleb. Totally agree. Like because. You and, and and honestly, Caleb, you want to know why I think he's going to get fired if they lose this game? Because because of because of the antics, the oh, you know the, the looking the, the looking in the camera and shaking yeah. your head, yeah, 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 or you know, 
telling or cussing out refs or, you know, yelling at Colts fans after they barely beat us. Like if he didn't do that type of stuff and he took like an Andy Reid approach, you know, just takes takes it on the chin and hey, we'll come back next week. I think he stays there. But he he got he's an arrogant guy. And guess what? Now your team is banged up. You know, you, you have A.J. Brown can be a diva sometimes. You brought back everybody on the defense. Well, that secondary sucks. Darius Slay is not Darius Slay of last season. James Bradbury is not Giants James Bradbury. I'm sorry. You, you let C.J. Gardner-Johnson walk. I, I agree. Like, th- this team is not the same. And, and yeah, I, I, am a hun- I will 100% be critical of Sirianni that that uh if, if they lose this game 100 percent, i i will i will come up and face that no now i don't even have i don't have noise to face but i will 100 percent be supportive of that if they decide to do it and we know philadelphia is a tough town they fired andy reed yeah who went on to win two more super bowls yes no, uh, peterson who won a super bowl they fire title winning coaches sirianni doesn't even have a title and and it wasn't it wasn't talked about enough that Gannon and Sykin were gone. It wasn't talked about enough. But guess who did talk about it? We did. We did. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's interesting points. Interesting points. Um, Zach, on the betting podcast, obviously, I touched on. I like the Eagles. I like the Eagles minus three. Quite yeah. a lot. Um. I just feel like that's really good value from betting perspective. But I am with Bryce. If AJ or Smith were not able to play in this game, this would drastically change my opinion. I don't believe Hurts. Yeah, I'll say it. I don't believe Hurts could will this team with it. No, he's I'm banged good. up, dude. He's been banged up all season. But he, but he won't. He doesn't want people to say that. Yeah, it, it, no. Come on, man. You don't I mean, have to be that proud. This is this Listen. is a this is a Tampa team with Todd Bowles. They'll have the experience. And Bryce, you want to talk about rainy weather? Fine, fine. I got Rashad White. Absolutely. Yards under a thousand yards. I'll pound it down your throats. Hundred percent. I mean, I think they they've got some they've got some personnel. I I. You know, if everything was healthy, things were perfect, you know, in the sense of like, oh, like the playmakers were healthy for Philly. That's where I lead. But if the reports are suggesting that Brown and Smith are not playing, I mean, forget what I said on BSF. You got to you got to take the bucks. You got to take the bucks. uh, And I I, I, and I would pick him. I mean. Listen, I've I've been a vote. I've been I've been a supporter of Nick Sirianni. I thought I think he's a good coach. Yeah, you have. Uh, I I didn't I didn't mind the stuff, you know, but you find out a lot about teams and coaches when stuff is not going well. Just in in life in general, you find a lot out about people when stuff isn't going well, and you are finding out a lot. About the Eagles right now. I mean, this is Nick Sirianni's third year there. They haven't really faced any adversity. They made the playoffs all three years. 
you know, Jalen Hurts became an MVP candidate in that time. AJ Brown became a top five receiver in that time. They came as close as you can to winning the Super Bowl last year. And now let me just take you through their December. Just just their December. Okay. The Eagles 2023 December. Pounded by San Francisco at home. Pounded. Pounded by Dallas. Eaten by Seattle. Barely beat the Giants. Comes down to the last play of the game. Beaten by your former DC, Jonathan Gannon, and the Cardinals. Beaten by the Giants. That is pretty terrible. Not to mention all of the locker room stuff that is going on. The injuries. You know, Jalen Hurts has been hurt basically all year. AJ Brown, like Bryce said, is getting an MRI today. The game's in like three days. What are we doing? Why weren't we doing it the day of? If it was really that bad, yeah. And it's not like the Buccaneers suck. It's not like they're going in there to play. Yes. uh, It's not like they're going in there to play, uh, you know, the Giants again. Like, Buccaneers have a legitimate defense, legitimate defensive mind coaching them. The only thing good, I would say, that the Eagles have going for them is that Baker Mayfield's not 100%. That's it. That's it. So I'm... I'm going to pick the Bucks. Yeah, I'm just going to... This would be like my little like thank it. you to Baker... My my little I'm sorry gift to Baker uh, yeah? Mayfield and, uh, yeah. and the Buccaneers. Just because I, I, ham- I hammered their under. You know, I said Kyle Trask was going to be starting by like week six. I thought Todd Bowles was going to be. I thought there was a chance every coach in this division could get fired. Vrabel fired and Todd Bowles. Bowles. How about that? Yeah, unbelievable. Hey, we were half right. Two of the four got fired. But and if you lose this game, I'm moving off Sirianni. I'm moving off of him if I'm Jeffrey Lurie because wow, wow, wow! Look at all these coaches that are available, dude. What is going to get better than this? When? Sure. Never. I have possibly the GOAT coach available. I got Pete Carroll available. Uh, I Possibly Mike Tomlin available. Mike Vrabel available. Jim Harbaugh available. Ben Johnson. Like, what? I'm going to stick around with this guy after I just lost to the Buccaneers and the culture shot. Like, I just don't see that happening. I think that would be a dumb move. If they lose to Tampa and they don't make a coaching change. Because you you have upgrades out there available right now. Right now as we speak. Massive game for the Eagles. Yeah, it is. We'll see. We'll see how they respond. Uh, obviously, big week. Big weekend in, in football. Uh, you know, playoffs are alive and well. And should be uh, should be fun to see how it all uh, comes out. So once again, thank you for listening to Wednesday. Bye.